I think Garan could could be as good as anyone in the world. Mr. Graham Arnold, nice to meet you. Hey, mister. That one's got manners. Where's the thank you for getting in business class, mate? I say. I think everyone's dream is playing Europe. That was, that was my dream as well. We all know he's, he's signed for Newcastle United in the Premier League, so we want to say how proud we are of you. I want to inspire young children to dream big and sky's the limit. Episode of the Four Man Wall, a podcast on Australian football slash soccer at its finest. I'm your host, Jashan, coming at you from Melbourne's inner south and joining me from the gorgeous eastern suburbs. It is, of course, the very riled up Melbourne City mega fan, Andy Gibson. Hello, hello, everyone. Great to be here, riled up as always. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say you're always riled up, but you're definitely riled up in the chat earlier today. Very anti nanny. Um, all the way from the rugged north of Victoria. He got bitten by a bee this week on Twitter. He's NPL player Oz Scopes, but on here he is Damon Serra. G'day everyone. Good to be back as usual. That was a good in- nice. Fantastic. <laughs> and last but not least, beaming in from the wholesome west of Victoria's capital. He just got a new TV and is about to get a new LG fridge. Life's good. It's the man least qualified to be here, Nicholas Brazier. Well, thank you, Jashan, um, and thank you to our sponsors, LG, um, both an LG fridge and an LG TV, fun fact. Hashtag Ooh. paid gig. <laughs> I had Sponsored. no idea it was an LG TV as well. This man is uh, on brand. Brand loyalty. Like Big show to get through today, fellas. We're going to predict our Socceroos back four towards the back end of the show there and, and, and talk a bit of Socceroos chat. We've got some new stories to get through. But first of all, there were games and there were some fun games, I think it's fair to say. First of all, let's let's chat Central Coast, shall we? Let's go straight to the come, uh, the come Dingo Watch. Nick, take it away. Oh, How'd you find it? Come Dingo Watch. What I'll tell you about Jason Cummins is he's bangers only. If the okay. offside flag is up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or if there's a second ball on the field. That was a great yeah. great goal to get the comeback. Um, oh, um, you know, oh, I'm going to test my memory here. I don't think he ended up... He ended up scoring. He did end up scoring. Yep. but A goal and three assists. A goal and three mm. assists. He, he was critical to that win. Um, and... That, that that was an awesome comeback by the Mariners, and he summed it up best. It's the Mariners' way. They just they just it was just fantastic to watch. It was very easy. It would have been very easy for them to drop their heads, and I'm just repeating, um, you know what what was said at the time in the commentary. But that red card really was the turning point, and they outplayed Western United from there. It was inevitable, and when you have the come dingo on the prowl, um, you got nowhere to hide. You got nowhere to hide. You <laughs> nowhere to hide. Who made more of an impact, Quoll or, or Cummings for you? I think I'd say Quoll. Um, <laughs> I, I, like, I know I know you can argue philosophy wise, like who, like like Cummings got more on the score sheet and he was clinical by getting the assist and the goal. Um, but Quoll, it's Quoll's initial burst of energy when they were two 0 down. What got them back into the game? And got the team back on side. Um, I know it's Quall's not out there deliberately trying to get the people to foul him, but his run I mean, that is the side of the game. That is the side of the game. But his run that drew a foul against him and a red card on top of Stanley 
really swayed the contest because once they were once it was eleven versus ten, they never looked they never looked like they were going to lose Mariners. They they yeah. they looked like they were at least going for the draw, and they ended up getting there comfortably with a win. Um, Changed the game. Yeah, I, yeah, I think if there's I'm one great. guy who definitely can't beat Garen Qual in a foot race, it's probably Nikolai Topo Stanley. No, I reckon Topo Stanley's got a he's got a change of pace when he gets going, but even then, like I think he even knew that um, you got to impact uh, Qual pretty early and let him know that you're there, and I think he just overstepped the line. Definitely. Do you think it's worth? Because they've they've given him a three match ban. Oh, it was a, it was a terrible tackle. Like he was never going for the yeah. ball, and it was it was literally just. A uh, impact it challenge. It was too late. It was already. It was already off Far to the races. Already... Yeah, that's but it right. was off to the him. races. <laughs> Topical pun. Yeah. Timely, timely pun. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Well, do you think it's going to get three matches, or do you think they'll overturn that and keep it back to one? No, nah, that gets. Uh, that's, that's a three-game ban. That one. Mm. Yeah, I agree with Damo as well. Think, there was, uh, there's no there's no challenge for the ball there at all. Yeah, it was just very reckless. Could have could have injured him really. Was it on the same level as the ancestors in week one? I, I, I don't know. I can't <laughs> say. Um, but they're both oh malicious in their own mm. rights. I feel like it was worse than uh, Yan Sasses. To be yeah. honest, so it was more definitely oh, more deliberate. That's right. Yeah, because at least the ball was kind of near. Yensas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was never going to get the ball. Yensas slipped into it, whereas Topo Stanley was oh, like exactly. got him, got him right. late. Goran Kaur was already like a pace ahead of him. You know, that's right. Yeah, the ball was two meters in advance. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they went on to concede obviously four goals in that game, which means now Western United have let in ten goals in four games. Which is yeah. pretty much the stark opposite of what they were known for last season. Obviously, you know, famous for getting like cheeky one nil wins here yep. and there. Uh, what's what's the issue here, fellas? Why can't obviously this game's a bit unique with the red card, but they've been defending like shit all year. What what's going on? What's going on? Tricky one, oh. isn't it? Yeah. It's, a, it's a million dollar question. The debate of continuity versus change. That's right. Um, yeah, I think so too. They made very few changes to their starting eleven following their following following their championship victory, and uh, it's just the debate of continuity versus change. Do you keep the, do you keep the lineup that won you a championship, or do you keep evolving? And you can see Melbourne City's kept evolving their lineup, even though they were the premiers. Um, got an uh, Tom uh, Tom Lamb. This, 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 this is not going on the record or anything, is it? Got Lamb in, uh, you know, they've yeah. shored up mm. the back line. Uh, Lots whereas, of internationals. Yeah, Western United is... Um, kept, A bit kept stale, you reckon? And, yeah, yeah, it stayed stale. And instead of being, you know, you might see, like, keeping the, the band together and, you know, having That's another right, strong yeah. campaign, it's more of a case of... Um, they, they've pushed the band past its limits and it's more like a case of another year into tired bodies versus the like the band still fit and firing. That's yeah, yeah it's true, I've, but I've, it is I've, like I've such a true. Yeah. Definitely a good point, but it's such a big difference between, you know, that, that side that won them the uh, championship that was playing so well and um conceding so little. Uh, in just a few months later. Sorry, Gibbo. They might be no, missing Imai right. um, as well. I reckon uh, since he's been out injured, I think they've definitely uh, missed him 
and uh, just haven't looked as solid at the back. Uh, I was just going to say, like, um, even some of the big names just uh, underperforming as well is not, not helping them. Lacroix, probably the first to come yeah. to mind there. Crazy. Yeah, so well, on the Google Doc, it does say, uh, Lacroix washed, question mark. Mm. Who's more washed, Lacroix or Aloisi? <laughs> I think it's a bit early to say on Aloisi. Oh, Aloisi is assuming he was, you know, wasn't washed to begin with, you know, like, you know. <laughs> that's, that's harsh. That's <laughs> He's still young for a, for a coach, though, so never know. But as I think that we said, or I said in either our season preview or our, uh, our first week podcast, like, uh, this seems, tends to happen with Aloisi. He seems to go on a pretty decent run on his maybe his first or second season, and then after that, that's kind of successful season. He kinds to uh, taper off a little bit, and I think this is maybe one of those seasons already. Yeah, it's looking like what, it. just a championship hangover, then, boys. Reckon there's uh, a bit more yeah, to play here. Yeah, I think there is definitely a little bit more in, in the uh, in the offing here. And also, like, uh, where's Previch? Like, he's still he's contracted. Injured, he doesn't want to play for. I don't think yeah. he wants to play. Yeah, I know, but like, is he just going to be at the club for the rest of the season and not play at all? And well, just I wait think it he's out? still under contract, isn't he? Yeah, he's contracted yeah, he's just to the end of the year, checks, mate. Cash in next. Mm. Cash yeah, I wonder where. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a funny one, that pre-bitch one uh, I feel like there's more to the story than we know but Yeah, definitely It's a bit iffy Diamante came on as a sub in this game And, and played oh, yeah. some minutes to do this 39 years old That's yeah. still very important to what they do Yeah, definitely He's a warrior, that one we'll, we'll, Yeah, we'll move on to the City Knox game Um Mentioned Thomas Lamb earlier there, did you, Nick? He would be one of the very many people sent off. We've already had two games, two red cards to talk about. I'll throw to you, Andy. Uh, Lamb's red card, uh, a draw for Melbourne City, your first ever slip-up. What would you make of the game? A little bit disappointing, to be honest, not to be able to ice that game out. You know, we City took the 2-0 uh, lead in the first half, and once again they sort of just died off a bit in the second half. Um, so that was a bit disappointing. I think with the two goals that they kicked, while they were good goals, the defending wasn't great. So definitely could have been prevented, especially conceding one in the 90th minute. So expected a bit more from the boys to sort of try and ice that game out, especially after they conceded the first goal. But yeah, I'd be interested to hear Nick's thoughts as well as uh, he was at the game with me. But um, yeah, there's a few, you know, calls that could have gone our way that didn't, but you, you sort of can't blame those in the end of the day. Feel like they uh, sounds like you want to blame the referees. No, nah, no, nah, I'm not. Not you. Brand, you blame the impartiality. Get to the point. What happened with that first goal? Who, who yeah, our first? Oh, goal. with the the Sam the, Sutton the, goal. The, 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 what happened? With the, what happened with the Phoenix goal? What 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 happened with that goal, mate? Proudly impartiality. We want to hear your true thoughts, Andy. <laughs> the first goal of Phoenix. Yeah, what happened? Oh, mate, just Sutton too good. I don't know. Are you sure there was no refereeing decision that you know, like that you that you wouldn't shut up about on a Sunday night? <laughs> <laughs> I got, got to keep it somewhat uh, somewhat neutral on the pod. Oh. <laughs> no, you don't get into it, mate. So what what's oh, happened wow. is at, at the time you probably thought that the, the Phoenix goal should have been disallowed for an uh, offside infringement, but now you've gone back, you've watched the replay replays, and you've realised that 
would have been a stupid take because the goal was perfectly reasonable <laughs> and legal. And it was a banger, mind you. It was it was a very good goal. Yeah, no, it was it was it was close. Probably could have gone either way, but it is what it is. City should have defended better and uh they didn't. So cost them the win. And the bar yeah. shout. What was going on there? I I alright. I, I came off, I said, Oh, you know, let VAR do its thing, guys. Chill out, but at the cost of my team, how dare Vi get it wrong? They, I don't think how, they did get it wrong, mate. This is one of the few times they got it right. Well, they got it wrong because there's a penalty to City, so... You're... The, the one where McLaren went down in the box? Uh, yeah, in the second half. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. So you're about, sorry, I thought you were still talking about the Sutton goal. My, my apologies. No, in the second half. My apologies. Half. How many goddamn penalties do you want City to get a fucking game, mate? How you're, is, you're already getting... How else is Jamie McLaren... Jesus. How else is Jamie McLaren meant to win the Golden Boot without some good penalties? Jamie Penlaren. <laughs> He's Penlaren, mate. Pen He's Penlaren. Penlaren. <laughs> no, so do you think, you, think, you think City deserved to win that game on balance of play then, Nick? No, they didn't. Um, oh. They didn't deserve well, to win. okay. Well, because, like, even if you had those refereeing decisions, um, you know, who's to say, you know, like, City deserved to win? Like, Phoenix did very well to get themselves back into the game. And there's credit, credit to the Phoenix. I mean, you can, like, whinge about the refereeing decisions all day, and I will, trust me. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it, 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 it was good. And, you know, City, City took the foot off the pedal, and Phoenix capitalised on that. However, compared to the Western United game, where the sending off of Topol Stanley and um, the ascend gave the ascendancy to the Mariners, and the Mariners never looked in doubt. Uh, Melbourne City did look in control, I'd say, compared to Western United, who also blew a two-nil lead. And Phoenix definitely did have to work a lot harder to get themselves into the game. So it was it was yeah, good good by City to well if, well if Western United is the pass mark, then it's not that hard to. Uh, based on their efforts this season to su- surpass that. But it's credit to Phoenix, you know, against a good side to claw their way back in. Um, yeah. The problem is you just can't get past the Costa Barbarousis, uh the pain there. I love the call when Costa scores the equalising goal. It was a very nice finish, by the way. It just, like, tucks it away there. Simon Hill drops the old, the scourge of Derby's pass returns to haunt his team. 13 goals in 29 games against Melbourne City is very impressive for old mate Costa. But, oh, um, yeah, a two-all draw in the he end. He even scored Brutal. in the grand final. The, lo- the loser in-, in Sydney's losing grand final to Melbourne City. He scored a banger that day. He's a Bro- banging player. One of the all-time greats. Yeah, back in Wellington again for the third time. Third start- time, yeah. Yeah, he started at Wellington. Third mate. stint. Crazy. Not bad at all, not bad at oh, all. Wes, we can't, uh, can't move on before uh, giving a big shout-out to Marco Tilio opening his goal-scoring account for the season. Yep. Very, very Marco, nice goal. Marco Tilio started last week in the derby. Uh, he started this week again. Got a goal. Uh, lovely set-piece. Set up the set pen home. as well. Yes, so- set up the pen too, yep. Hey, wasn't he on fraud alert a few weeks ago? <laughs> wasn't he lazy Marco a few weeks ago? He was too wasn't lazy. He was lazy. He was too lazy. Gee, times change quick. He must have listened to the pod. He must yeah, have. I reckon he does. I reckon Marco Chilio is a fan. He listens to it in the warm-up oh, before the game. Credit. 
I reckon Deshaun saves on um on his uh weekly shopping budget, you know, because he doesn't need to buy breakfast because he has his own words for cereal each morning. Oh, oh. Jesus Christ! Oh. Hey, hey, hey! I called it. Ruben Zatkovich is a fraud, and it's been proven true. First glorious shit. But yeah, before we move on to the next game, the next uh, little ticking point there, Nick. I believe you have something for me. Peak A League moment of the week. Take us through it. Peak A-League moment of the week, ladies and gentlemen. This is the time of the week where we celebrate what makes the A-League great. All right. And can we get, you know, some funky music in the background? Just, you know, a bit of a jingle. A bit yeah, of, yeah. A bit of a, here we go. This is a true segment of the show. Peak. Marco Tilio brings the house alive, scores his tap in, crowd goes wild, <laughs> Deshaun eats his own words. And so you got Marco Tilio's bang average goal as the, as the moment of the week. Huh? And then, in the stands, the Melbourne City fans go wild, but wait, no, we got that young kid at the front who's still a victory fan. His parents have... um. Unfortunately, taught him the wrong ways, but don't worry, the Melbourne City PR team was there to give him the Melbourne City shirt. So, unfortunately, we can't have PK League every week, but that's my argument on the minor PK League side, but that's the PK League moment of the week. Hopefully, we get some better contenders in the weeks to come. Oh, yeah. Well done. Good stuff, Nicola. Uh, uh, all Nikolai right. Tesla. Nikolai, <laughs> Nikolai Topol Stanley, mate. <laughs> Actually, does anyone want to take Sam Sutton's volley as goal of the week? Because that was a bit of a bad Nah, no. Nah. I'm taking Collies. Oh, I was going to take Collies. We can all be in agreement. It was a banger. Let's give Collie the Hot Wheels. That's right. <laughs> Hell yeah. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. All right. Actually... Since we're doing our predicting our backline, our, our soccer is backline later on the show, is there any chance Jordan Boss makes the call up, Andy? Ooh, Come on, you're, you're the what, expert, you're a boss watch boy. Watch this space, he's a, he's a very good chance. <laughs> he's a very <laughs> you have to good wait chance, to see. I like it. Robbie Cornthwaite disagrees with you. But the next <laughs> game I reckon we want to talk about, another banger, another one fraught with controversy though, refereeing controversy, mm. which yet again has uh, gone in the way of Sydney FC. They, they like oh, their referees so exactly. far this season. Oh, my goodness. Sydney versus MacArthur. Let's not get into stereotypes. Uh, Damo, yeah. do MacArthur win this game if the refs had any idea what they were doing? Uh, probably not. But, mm. yeah, they probably have a better chance. Because, yeah, I, I'm, I wasn't in agreement with the referee when I saw the uh, the ruling. I thought it was it was a bit of a whether you think uh, what is going to happen happens, but obviously stuff in football doesn't happen as you think it might, and there's always something that's going to happen. Um, and obviously the referee is just making a decision there based on what he thinks is going to happen, and he sends off Aspro just because he thinks that Wood is going to go on and score a goal when he's still 50 metres away from the goals. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was cool. Which was the worst decision, the Aspro red card? I think it was like a... It was a um, I don't know what it was exactly, but I know it was a milestone game for Aspro in the league. I think maybe 100 appearances or something like that. But um, that decision or the Matt Miller penalty, which I thought was complete bullshit. Yeah, that, oh, well, um, Mac, was it Mac? Matt, is it Matt Miller? 
Yeah, no, Mac. Was it Mac that he ran into? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Yeah, it was Mac, yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure Mac ran into Matt Miller. Mm-hmm. And then when Matt Miller was stumbling, Mac kind of just put his body in front of him and fell over in front of him. Yeah. So without no. Mac instigating the contact there, I don't think Mac falls over. Mm-hmm. So, so this is more on Mac than Matt, in your opinion. Yeah, I think so. And I don't uh, know how the referees can't see that. Yeah, it's pretty pretty uh, bad. Yeah. I know they have to make a black and white decision and see it as black and white, but there's more to a decision than what is actually going on in plain sight. And I think referees, because they only see things from the outside and they haven't been in that situation before, they can't fully grasp the the details behind it and the physics and everything. So sure, that's, that's what, what VAR is for. Exactly. It's for these 50 features. That's right. And they still get it wrong. All right. Well, what about some positives from the game? Mac has now scored three goals in five. Looks really good. Lolly was dangerous again. Sydney look like they can definitely score goals, um, but they can also definitely concede a few. Same with MacArthur, really. MacArthur are very up and down so far this season. Was there any 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 of you boys any uh, really positive points to take away from this game? Anything you want to talk about? I had one. Go, Nick. Yeah, all right. yeah. I have a positive. I have a positive for us guys. I really love the run and the dash of Anthony Carter uh, up in the forward line for MacArthur. He was very deadly throughout the game, and he had some pulsating chances at the end. I believe he he hit the crossbar at the end. Yeah, and he could have. And you know, MacArthur like did pretty well. I reckon to stick through the game. Um, down to 10 men after what can be considered a controversial uh, VAR decision of the red card. Uh, they did very well to, to keep themselves in it, and I, I'm genuinely interested what Dwight York's team has to offer. Um, this is just a quick side note, but did anyone see that TikTok they made? Uh, this is going to be a contestant for PK League moment, but I've made my yeah, decision. True, and then, yeah, true, yeah. And they, they, used, they used that Taylor Swift song, and it went like, hi, I'm the problem, it's me, and they're like, got... They're showing the, the ref's decision, so basically you could interpret it, them as the official club social media, like... Blaming the referees. Yeah, blaming the referees. I wouldn't say slander, but, you know, like, yeah, blaming right. the referees and inviting, you know, I disagreement. I did not see that. I, I read about it, and I thought it was maybe a little bit childish, but um, obviously they have uh, pretty uh, strong feelings about it. It's probably just a miscommunication between whoever runs yeah, the social media between right. their creativity, license for creativity, and the objectives of the club. You just, you know, I, I think it's a storm in a teacup, but it was a bit funny. Like, I think instead, like, of sh- instead of throwing shade on TikTok, how about actually improving your graphics on Twitter and Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you joke, but it took me five minutes to find the MacArthur Twitter account. Um, I was just looking for it then. I searched MacArthur, oh nothing came up. Searched MacArthur Bulls. Well, some tweets came up about the game, but not uh, not like the official Twitter account. So I had to, you know, do some investigative work. And the Twitter handle just doesn't come up in the natural wayfinding, you know? Controversial. Ay, 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 look. MacArthur are growing. They're doing their best. Is it is it true that this was mm-hmm. their record home attendance? And I, re- ever? I reckon the majority of them were Sydney FC fans as well. Yeah, <laughs> probably. True. Oh, well. Um, uh, I, I heard some positive reports by some social media commentary from people in the crowd that, that they are 
slowly getting into a, a young fan base. Azani's crucial with that, yeah. as is Dwight That's York, right. I think, yeah. to have like exciting guys. I like mean, that, I, I was talking about kids that are like ten or twelve. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you know who Dwight York is. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. All right. All right. All right. Well, Azani then. Controversial opinion. Maybe the cowbells are working. <laughs> Not sure about that. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, I know Andy's uh, got a little chance for the cowbells he picked up on an away day once. <laughs> yes, um, for, for as many yes, for for as many fans as it brings in, I reckon it deters as many fans. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know. It's a bit of noise. Oh, at least it's something different. Like, different it's different. Winston United, <laughs> yeah, United have nothing. They've got silence. What does Western United have going for it? So. Western United have the goddamn championship. That's all right. You'd think That's they'd true. be able to use that to their advantage. Uh, not yeah. yet, unfortunately. If you can, if yeah, mate. But yeah, Western United. Like at least you know cowbells. You know it's something. A bit of, bit of sound, a bit of activity. It's, Western United, yeah. they win the championship, and you hit a squawk of a seagull. <laughs> you know? have a bit of identity. Sounds like their uh, stadium site in Tarnate. Yeah, that's brutal. That's okay. Well, more, more of a bad point <laughs> for the game. Uh, I think Arzani's performance, or lack thereof, he's been very inconsistent thus far, fellas. Yeah. I throw this to you. And you're all welcome to, to jump in here. How about they play Arzani centrally with De Silva just so we can get more time on the ball, so we can get really comfortable, and you can start an Anthony Carter or, a, or a Al Hassan Toure on the wing there. Just get him more involved. Uh, I don't know if that'll work. I, I only really see Azani as a as a winger. I don't think he does enough two way running to mm. to help out and being constantly on the move as you are as a working in the middle. Um, even if you're a ten, um, I don't think he'd be effective enough. And I mm. think he'd leave his other centre midfielders uh, a little bit. Liable, yeah, viable to uh, li- or liable to um, to some defensive errors. So yeah, I, I, I don't kind of see that, but I, I've sometimes thought about it as a as an attacking midfielder. But yeah, I'm not sure he has the the temperament for it. Fair shout, mm. fair shout, fair shout, fair shout. Meanwhile, on the Sydney side of things, they are yeah scoring goals for fun. Segasic, is it Segasic mm. or Segacic? I think it's Segacic. Segacic came on That's and scored a goal. Most people go with anyway. Created a few chances. Damo is uh, is Segacic in the shout there for uh, your young player of the week? Uh, yeah, he could be the young player of the week. I also think he could qualify for the uh, young player of the year as well. Ooh. What's the uh, what's the young player of the year award called? Is it the wouldn't have a clue. Harry Kuehl award or something? Oh, yeah, I think it is, is. it actually pretty sure I think it, it is. is. Yeah, Barry's about. Yeah, nice. I can't remember who won it. Was it Brimmer? No, Brimmer won Johnny Warren. Who won it yeah, last? Yeah, Brimmer won Johnny yeah. Warren. I wouldn't have a clue who won it. I can't remember who won it last year. It's the best under-23 player. Yeah. Ooh. Most Ooh. recent winner, Jennifer. It's going to be hard to crack into the starting lineup with Mac and Lolly there on the wing. But, yeah, and Paddy Wood I, looks right at home as a striker too. I honestly think even with Mac's performances that I think Segacic could really turn it up and... Possibly even take over. Mm, I think like every it. time, every time he touches the ball, like he's always got running at the man and and shooting as his first option. So he's also like a kind of um, Garen Quoll, but a little bit more, uh, you could say, matured or measured 
in his approach, whereas mm-hmm. Garing's a little bit more uh, rob- uh, yeah, robust and raw, I suppose. Yeah. But Plus, he's on his yeah. way to Newcastle in a few... In that's however many that's right, there, yeah, so. but... Um, yeah, well, Garing's just explosive, but Segacic has got mm-hmm. that really um, technical, um, measured approach, and that's what I, I like about his game, and I think that'll um, obviously keep him in the... Uh, Steve Croker's oh, yeah. uh, forefront. Suits well with the technical players like um, Bratton and Cassers and these guys. Were yeah, that's true as well. Too. All right. But yeah. yeah. No, go In on. that case, I think we'll, we'll wrap up the A-League chat. We're going to get to the Victory Raw game last, but just before we get to that one, any points from the Western Sydney slash Adelaide games? They're obviously, Western Sydney, I think, with their win, probably announced themselves as the biggest challenger to City. Uh, early on in the season in terms of, you know, most dominant teams. 2-0 win over the Jets. Did you, you boys make a... Borello had an amazing goal. Braden Borello. Oh, Borello. Oh, yeah. Borello was... He got the Borello. assist as well. He killed it. The curl. Mm. The curl. Ooh. And also the outside of the boot for the first goal was... Uh, it wasn't Borello's, but it was... Amalfitano. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was uh, pinball and in there and the poise of just getting on the outside of the boot. Exquisite. 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 I like it. I like it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Either of you boys got any talking points from the Adelaide Perth games or the Western Sydney Jets games? Um, I think possibly just the fact that Western Sydney is still unbeaten is a pretty big uh, thing for them. Um, I think they're definitely a confidence team. So as soon as they have something in the mix, um, I think... They, their results might start taking a bit of a hit, but at the moment, with all these W's coming, you can definitely tell that as a group that they're they're well gelled and um, everything's going well, and their results are definitely mm. showing on the pitch. But yeah, I got a question for you, Damo. With the World Cup break coming up, how do you see that affecting Western Sydney's momentum? Because they're obviously they're obviously putting the pressure on Melbourne City. And I'd say Western City, they're, they're equals with Melbourne City at the moment, especially <laughs> after Melbourne City's recent draw. Do you see the World Cup moment, like, breaking down a bit yeah. of that momentum and confidence? Yeah, it, it, and, yeah, go on. Yeah, they're not meant to play each other until the 15th of Jan. And it's... Melbourne City will play Victory, Phoenix, and Western United twice after the World Cup break before they play Western Sydney Wanderers. You think that's a, it's a bit of a fixture in quick, but do you reckon that will affect the momentum? We might be looking at the ladder uh, a bit it, differently by 15th of January. It could, but um, they're, they've also, they're also taking part in the uh, Sydney Super Cup as well with um, Celtic and Everton. So they'll have three games there to um, probably think, keep that yeah. momentum going over that period. So if they do play well during those three games... Um, I think they play Sydney FC as well. Not I sure. I don't know if they... Is Celtic Sydney. coming to Australia? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Maybe they... Be, I don't think they play Sydney, actually. It was meant to be Celtic and the Rangers coming to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> but they are... Uh, uh, the Rangers fan base... Didn't go down well. Rangers put a big no-no for it. Once they... Once it's also worth... I don't think Western Sydney will lose any... Like, many, if any, players to the World Cup, whereas oh, Melbourne City will not. lose McLaren, probably mm. Tilio, maybe Naboot, uh, Leckie as well, etc. So, yeah, that's an issue for Melbourne City. But, yeah, uh, I think, yeah, to your initial point, 
Nick. I, I don't think um, that the uh, the break will deter it too much. Like it's only. I guess it poses the same threat to everything. Yeah, that's right. right. It could no. it could turn someone's season around within yeah that month and a half. So it could help a team like. Perth, who will get to play at exactly. Home. Yeah, that's right. Finally. Chance to work on things as well. Yeah, that's right. Gives everyone a, like a reset. Definitely helps injuries. Fair shout, fair shout, fair shout. But uh, yeah, as usual, the Western Sydney back four absolute butter. Gabe Player is a gun. Marcelo and Michella are guns. <laughs> um, I forget who their left back is, but he's obviously you know going all right too. Um, Adelaide, yeah, there you go. Adelaide got their first one of the season against a disgustingly bad Perth Glory side, so good for them. Good winners leading the league in assists. Great goal. Um, Damo's well. not surprised, obviously. Nah, not surprised and if either. anyone hasn't seen the Geo Colley goal, definitely look that up because that's an absolute banger. And Ruben Zakovic is a fraud. Can we just cut in quickly? Oh. Can, yes. we just, can we just all save our breath? Can we all just all be in the greens that Geo Colley's goal is goal of the week? Yes. Yeah, it's a goal yes. of the week. Yeah. Absolute bang up. Two weeks ago, in fact, is here's Colley with time and space, and he hits it! What a strike from Geo Colley! Geo Colley, goal of the week. You'll be getting your Hot Wheels car turbo in the mail. Um, <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as I get my, um, my Russian IT professional to find your uh, mailing address... <laughs> I'm sorry, we're we're sending out Hot Wheels turbo cars to whoever wins goal of the week. It would be great publicity, actually, if we just sent it to the club address, um, <laughs> uh, uh, and you know, we just sent it like in a in an Oz post to the to their you know to their office to address that Geo Collie and um, a bit of a no a bit of publicity. They might take it as Geo. a bloody terrorism threat or something when they. <laughs> 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 what is this? Oh, Hot Wheels turbo. God. <laughs> oh, actually, you should give it to the social media of the club because then they'll actually talk about it. True. Madness, 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 madness. All right, I like it. That's a good shout. Uh, yeah, but the last proper game, well, it wasn't. A, it was a shit game, let's be honest, but there's plenty of stories to come out of it. It was Brisbane versus Victory, a fat nil-all draw. Yeah. Um, there were plenty of chances. Austin missed a, a couple. Unfortunately, <laughs> the raw keepers, both of them, made a few pretty solid saves against the uh, victory attack, but no one was able to really make an impact. What is the problem, Damo? I'm throwing at you. Why? Why can't victory score score goals? It's now been three games in a row that they haven't scored a goal. I just don't think Tagostino's getting the the right service or any mm-hmm. service that he thrives on. The ball's coming into him from Nani and from, I don't know who it was, Falami on the other side. Um, obviously, not not on the right wavelength, on the, on the same wavelength. So there's that little bit of a cohesiveness missing at the moment for the victory front three. So, yeah, I suppose someone like uh, Urich or... Uh, well, no, it's Fauna now. Fauna Yeah. Um, see if they could possibly uh, get involved a little bit more than, than uh, Daggers has been, even though he uh, did cause the uh, the red card for the... <clears throat> excuse me, the, the Brisbane keeper there. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard with um, victory, considering they were so good last year and Daggers were so good... Um, 
Yeah, not yeah. sure. I can't put a finger on it with uh, victory at the moment. Andy, do you think it is a, a dagger's not getting involved enough or he's not getting the service? Is this a Jake Brimmer issue? Is Brimmer failing to kind of pull the strings in the in the ways that we expect him to? Yeah. Who, who would you pin it on? Or maybe Popovich. Maybe it is Popovich. Yeah, I don't know. Um, not sure if you can pin it on Popovich. With with Brimmer, I guess you've, you've come to expect a lot from him uh, winning the Johnny Warren last year. But yeah, you'd also sort of expect more from D'Agostino, I would have thought, as the, uh, as the main striker. But, um, yeah, I'm not 100% sure if you can pin it on, on one person. Yeah, it's a tricky one. Maybe, maybe Brimmer for not setting up more. Um, I'm not sure if Falami's living up to everything he can produce as well. Um, but, yeah, it is still early days, so I'm sure they'll, they'll work on things and uh, get that attacking uh, flow that they're, you know, well-known for happening again. I'm not sure if Fornaroli is the right person for them to bring in, though. I think... Their, no, their issue no. probably uh, lies in that attacking midfield role. And if um, Brimmer's not getting the the freedom he usually has in his position to send those balls and uh, lay through balls and all that kind of stuff, then they need possibly someone in the number 10 area who can do that. So... Yeah, I'm not sure if Bruno Fornaroli, even though that he's a good player, um, it's hard to see, is the person for that. Yeah, hard to see who he's, uh, you know, who's going to be taken out of the team if he's to come in. You know, like I feel like you can't really start him above anyone well, in the front three yeah, at this stage. That's right, and we we know Daggers can score goals. Like, we're not saying he can't. I oh, definitely he's can. Just, yeah, obviously can't. He, he's just turned the circle. No, he can score goals. He had a great game in round but one. Like, he scored that banging header early on in the season. That's that was right. Yeah. And it was a good service to him. Yes. But at yeah. the moment, that consistent service isn't getting to him enough. We do have two Melbourne City fans in in this chat. So, so Nick, are you a little bit offended that Fornaroli's gone over to, to sign with Melbourne Victory, obviously? Not really. No. Nah. nah, zero fucks I mean, given. There might be a bit of banter when it comes to Arby time. Yeah, but that'd be like, interesting. It, it's... It's not. It's it's like, well, the club shafted him at the end of like in in the in the twenty eighteen nineteen season. They shafted him. They basically, you know, wouldn't play him, and then he he had to transfer to Perth. But then he couldn't because it was outside the transfer period. Um, he couldn't play until the next season, um, and then Perth has shafted him now. So. Um, Bruno Fornaroli gets shafted a lot, my god. Yeah, he's such a nice guy too. Good, um, good handshake as well. Yeah. yeah, he's a very nice Good guy. handshake, the prickly pear <laughs> they call him. Yeah, um, he's got a good handshake, he's got a good handshake. handshake. Very good. Uh, well, you know, he's a nice guy and, he, you know, he, he loves he loves playing and living in Australia. Um, I have just a general philosophy in sport. Um, if your club sharps a player... It's not their fault they're playing for another club. You've got to respect that decision. Um, maybe if, you know, Fornaroli like, left on his own accord to Melbourne Victory while he's still at Melbourne City, or, or it won't happen because it's already in the past, but if that was that, that is the benchmark, I reckon, for, for treachery. Mm, fair enough. Yeah. I, I do think this probably means that Tommy Urich won't get many games, uh, if any, at Victory. I, I wouldn't mind to see him go to somewhere like Perth Glory. 
where they really need a striker, mm. a good number ten up front. That'd be cool. Maybe but he, uh, like maybe Johnny he makes though. a move this uh, this January, perhaps. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Mm. And just on the Brisbane Raw side of things, um, obviously me being the Brisbane boy here, it was it was actually honestly it was pretty promising. Um, I thought this this formation Moon went with with the three at the back and, and kind of loading up on midfielders and having Knowles and Austin up front is a little bit more exciting. They definitely generated more chances than usual. Knowles looks really, really good. And I thought probably won a pen in the second half that wasn't given yeah. on uh, Kedete. Kedete. If uh, old mate, the bloke who was refereeing the MacArthur-Sydney game was in charge of this one, I imagine it would have been given because it, you know, <laughs> it was a little bit there. It was a little bit there. Um, but yeah, raw back at the Dolphin Stadium as well. Couldn't fill it up. Unfortunate. And hopefully, if they start actually scoring a bit, a few more goals, and they get yeah. Austin running well, it'll bring more people in to the stands there. True. You'd, you'd probably say draw is uh, more favourable for Brisbane than it was for victory, though. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, they'd be. So that's a that. decent result for them. Yep. Take the point away. They would indeed. Indeed. And build from there. Alrighty, I reckon that just about wraps up our A League matches and uh, the review. So we'll we'll move forward here. So a few news stories. Alrighty, Nicholas Brazier. I'm gonna throw it to you for this one, but I'm gonna give you three headlines, and I want you to pick the one that you are most interested in talking about. Does that sound good? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh wow, that was that was strong. All right, Ailey's life, the under fourteen goalkeeping sensation from the Australia Cup, makes a big move. That's headline number one. Headline number two. How concerning is the A-League's ratings slump? And finally, hmm, which one do I go with here? Oh, so many options, so many options. Kuehl, Aloisi, and Simon join SBS's FIFA World Cup broadcast. Which one of those headlines have you most interested, Nicola? If any. <laughs> none of them. None of them? <laughs> At least he's honest. <laughs> none of them. <laughs> none of them. <laughs> um... Damn, through to the wrong person. Does anyone did anyone find any of those headlines interesting? Any any of you boys? What was the second one again? Um, How concerning is the A League's rating uh, slump? Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't say it's very concerning. Yeah, I'm not too fussed no. about the ratings. Either. No, we, we've known on, we've known for a while that the A League ratings are on a downward spiral. But I think as soon as people realise that actually going to games is a better way to take part in the uh, A-League uh, game day experience, and, yeah, it'll be better for the game anyway. Definitely. Nah, I, I can... Okay, I'll, I'll jump in here too. Um, I think the A-League, being on free-to-air TV, is super beneficial for the A-League. Um, Ooh. I, I think it's extremely beneficial, even if it's one or two games a week. You notice... Even just the advertising that is on free-to-air, like, you know, on the programming, gets people's attentions toward the game. Think of, like, the, when you have the derbies, the big blues, on a Saturday night, it gets people thinking about, like, that's yeah. the thing, like how people would think of Friday night footy, you know. Yeah. Um, it, it becomes a buzzword. And what we've started to see is other competitions where they've gone more towards Foxtel and behind closed doors. I think going on Foxtel has really decimated the cricket, for example. I think the cricket the cricket had amazing attendances under Channel 10, 
um, and the big like the big we're talking about the big bash yeah. here. Uh, had real great like you know purpose a great tv product and a great sporting product yeah but now there's it's on foxtel and some people there might be more money in the foxtel budget you don't even know it's on and um there's a very very small crowd so i reckon the a-league even if the, the ratings are slumping i think the long-term investment is good we're seeing like numbers go up in attendance and that's probably like what we should put our head on in the A-League right, attendances. Yeah. yeah. And that's not saying ratings aren't important because ratings is what makes the money in in, in world sport. Like the reason why Premier League clubs can afford a hundred million pound transfers, although probably that's, that's right, probably yeah. an old number now, is because they get like a hundred million in, they get, they get like 80% of their revenue from Oh, I can't remember from the TIFO video, so I might be mistaken. But if you get it on the pie chart, like eighty percent of their revenue comes from TV rights. Yeah. And and then you know the next bigger percentage after TV rights would be sponsorships and partnerships, and and match day attendance, even though they're selling out, will come down like a, a third. Fourth will be you know merchandise, and so that's where the money's coming from. But we need to have a product that's worth televising, and that's where the fans come in. Well, the quality of the league will always be, um, may never be perfect, but the, the fans is what, you know, can make it good. And and A-League, A-League fans doing good for themselves, so we shouldn't underestimate ourselves. That's, that's a good shout, actually, and it leads into one of my first burning question of the night, which I will throw to you, Andy. Three burning questions. A League is currently broadcast on Channel Ten and Paramount Plus yes. primarily. Do you think that was the right decision to make? Uh, look, I think it. I think it was. Um, you know, it's still still early in the uh, in their their contract. I don't know how many years it is, but yeah, I think uh, you know they have definitely had a few issues that have been pretty pretty public. You know, things like missing features from um, you know watching live <laughs> games and technical glitches and stuff during games so yeah they, they, they have been perfect but I think overall it is quite a good move um, I think uh, like Nick touched on it a lot with the Foxtel you know and not having any free-to-air games that sort of shuts out a lot of fans which you um, which you can't really do in the A-League when you're trying to grow fans but uh, you know it's still Paramount Plus it's still a subscription service for most of the games but it is a lot more affordable then, um, you know, your Foxtel and all that and KO, that's what, like $9 a month or it's even less if you have a um, club membership. So I yep. think that in itself, you know, uh, with someone tossing up whether to pay like $25 for KO or, you know, $9 for Paramount Plus, I think you're a lot more yeah. likely to pay the $9. Um, and also having mm. like the two two games a week on free-to-air on Channel 10 is great. And they've got all the women's games on 10 play for, for free, I believe, this uh, this season, which is great for the women's yeah, game. Yeah. Starts up in a couple of weeks as yes. well. Yes. Keen for that. Yep. So, yeah, definitely. So that, that's a really good move from them as well, I believe. Um, plus you get like the Socceroos and Matildas games um, mostly on free-to-air as well. So that's really good to get the, uh, the national teams in there. I've got some sort of... Um, Extra content, you know, like the first thing that comes to mind is that A-League All Access. Believe, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's really good. I mean, I know it's not just them. It's like the APL and, and the clubs and everything contributing yeah. to that. But um, I think that so far they've done a really good job in putting those um, episodes together. 
I think they've gotten a lot of people uh, interested in them. Yeah, I've noticed um, a lot with the journos who are actually joining APLA. Even today, I just saw another ex-Fox Sports uh, journo has made the decision to join the APL as a digital creator and stuff like that. I reckon it's about the sixth or seventh person I've seen Mm, join the APL. And I think, yeah, the A-League All Access probably just shows... Um, why all these people are going there because they are genuinely trying to build something that's unique yeah. and uh, in the Australian yeah uh, sporting scene. Yeah, definitely. Gives you a great sort of backstory to some of the, the key figures in the A-League, you know, like we've got Qual coming up this week, I believe, so that'll be interesting. Yep, that'll be um, awesome. It's probably repping Shep. Yeah, again. yeah, hopefully. Get a shout-out to Shep. It, it would be nice if there were more than just two games a week on the Channel yeah. 10 secondary channel, though. As true, well. yeah, yeah, it is on yeah, 10 Bold. Know, would be great to have. true, but yeah. as, as we were saying before with the, um, the crowds and the attendances uh, as the main talking point, um, I was, was reading something yesterday, I think I've just come across it now on Twitter, and apparently the uh, the A-League attendances rank 21st worldwide for average crowd sizes. I was going to mention that, but I was too scared because I can't remember what the actual statistic was. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so the, the leagues below the A-League consist of the Turkish League, the Polish, Swedish, Austrian, Danish, Norwegian, and the Greek Super League, so... There's a few decent leagues there, and like a lot of a lot of leagues that Aussie players would go to, um, okay. for to further develop their game. But like these are the leagues who struggle with attendances, and I'm, I highly doubt that in those countries people would talk about the attendances to games. Yeah, right. That's a good point. The majority yeah. of people would probably just talk about how well their team's going yeah. and what 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 super talents coming through. It's also worth noting that I think um, with with the A League, a lot of a lot of A League fans might well be younger Australians, you know, international uh, migrants, refugees, that kind of thing. You know, people who haven't necessarily grown up with the AFL and NRL as their primary sport, and a lot of younger people don't watch free to wear TV. They watch YouTube. They watch TikTok. Yeah. And if you yeah. include those kind of demographics, which this article didn't, that could um, raise up more questions i suppose the keep up youtube channel is very very nice mm, yeah Shout it's got out. a lot of, lot of free content on there yeah it's good yep. uh, but I'll, I'll move us on because we're running short on time um there wasn't robbie cornthwaite <laughs> does anyone know who robbie cornthwaite is he's a legend is it robbie cornthwaite yes gun yes <laughs> obviously <laughs> he released his... his name come up on the tv sometimes yeah mate. <laughs> he released his 26 man socceroos world cup squad prediction and i won't run you through everything but he included Christian Volpato. Now, Nick, mm. you are a bit of a Volpato expert, being a Roma uh, fan as well as an Italian-Australian, you know, nice little mix there. Is there any chance that Christian Volpato makes a Socceroos squad for the World Cup? Or is Cornthwaite having a laugh? I reckon they offer him a spot. Whether they take... Whether they he accepts it or not, I don't think so. You don't, don't think, think so. he would accept it? No, there's no way. Well, no. Um, there's no way. I think there's a there's a real sense, and there's a lot of there's a lot of like articles coming out from his for, for one of his former development coaches. Bash up. And there's a bit of um, it's yeah, it's all speculation what he's going to do. The the balls yeah. in his court, but there's a real sense that Australia shunned him um, when he was when mm. he was here in Australia um, in 
you know, both the Sydney Academies shunned him. And uh, unfortunately, there might be a generational talent lost mm. to um, lost to another country. Sydney, and another one to Italy. It, yeah, yeah, another one to Italy. Um, it's and it's uh, it's uh, tough to. I'm an AS Roma fan, actually. Um, myself, I don't support any other team in Europe or in the world apart from AS Roma and Melbourne City. And if they ever play, well, it would be a weird day. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't see Roma winning a Champions League, and I don't see uh, Melbourne City winning an Asian champ. I do see that, but not not in the same year at the very least. To, to yeah. play in the Club World Cup, but um. Yeah. So yeah, Nick, do you so, uh, do you think um the fact that he did get overlooked by those A League teams, do you think that is the only reason you think he wouldn't pick Australia to play for? Well, also. He, he has been he has been in the Rome Academy for the last few years, so it's not like it, it, it and and he is you know he is of Italian descent, yeah. um, and he seems to be enjoying life in Rome too. Yeah. Uh, follow him on social media when he's not doing laughing about <laughs> <in> Australia, um, <laughs> and, and and you he you know he does. He does love that Roman lifestyle, and it, fair enough. It, Rome's a great place to be. Mm. Have you been to Rome, Nick? I dabble. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nick. I'll just butt in. But like, yeah, he was said to. Uh, there was a, an article with his um, uh, mentor in Australia, um, yeah. and he did say that he goes out into the street and people stop him and yeah. ask for an autograph and ask for a photo mm. and ask him to come over and shake his hand but like in Australia like no obviously you wouldn't get that kind of um, that kind of uh, attention gratification or you know that you're doing a good job and that you're you're actually loved mm, in that part so going. I reckon I think that also is making an impact on his decision true yeah. if he keeps going the way he's going form wise he won't be able to walk out. He, he's lucky at the moment. He's just getting a handshake autograph yeah. from the street, and, <laughs> and he's right. only played like, like you know, he's only made a couple starts, and you know, and quite a few, a few impact substitutions. Keeps playing anymore. He's going to need a security detail. Rome's yeah, um, exactly that's right. Rome's a dangerous place if you're a known footballer. <laughs> and, you know, you don't want to upset the Lazio fans over there. No, that's right. Footballers are treated, you know, or maybe not all footballers there, but. Um, you know, well, there's certain footballers that are treated like gods there. Um, for example, when, when I was with my cousins, we're in the middle of Rome, goes up to this church um, near the Vittorio Emanuele um, <laughs> monument, which is, you know, the heart of Rome. And he goes, oh, do you know what this church is? And it's like, oh, no, it's, it's where Francesco Todi got married. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so they've got some of the most hardcore fans in Rome. Yeah. Of, um, of course, I'm biased. I think the Romanisti are more uh, <laughs> more loving than the the Lazio fans, and also the Lazio fans are fascist. That's a known fact. Jesus, mate. <laughs> yeah, brutal. Uh, but he, 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 I reckon we've lost him. The only thing we got going for us is that we're in this World Cup and Italy's not. But yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good shout. The only thing we got going for us, I think, is a common occurrence. It's two that's years true, in a row. That's now. true. That's <laughs> true. Two editions in a row. On Volpato again, I think um, as a as a community, we're also not helping uh, anything. He gets trolled a lot online. Openly berating him yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, it's not going to help. And all, all of the above and. 
they'll say that they don't read any of the slander and stuff, but of course they will. Do. And it'll definitely make an impact on his uh, on his decision. And whether he did uh, purposely send out a uh, a laughing emoji uh, snap on his on his Insta uh, Snapchat story when uh, Australia lost to Japan, it's up for debate. Um, but I still think that. We're being a little bit, uh, we're overreacting, and you know, eighteen-year-olds are eighteen-year-olds, and they do stupid shit. So, True. if his name was MacPartho from Scotland, it would be <laughs> laughing reaction. It's Christian <laughs> MacPartho. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, I reckon if Australia, I reckon he's lost. But if Australia, but Australia, he's lost. That's my prediction. Done. Sorted. But right. yeah, but if Australia's ever gonna have a chance. They're going to strike while the iron's hot. We are playing in the World Cup. Italy's not. Volpato is still not... I would, a full I, international. This is, no, he's a full international if he wants to play for... Oh, he, yeah, he's he's citizen, unaligned yet in the seniors. But we got strike while the iron's hot. We're playing in the World Cup. They're not. That's got to be a big drawing card. He's still got, he's still got a lot to go in his career. Um, but... There's still there's even talks that Roberto Mancini might play. He might yeah, play that's it waits for a chance. I don't know. So that, that's really what, ridiculous. To, to suggest that like, oh, if he doesn't play for Australia, he'll never play for a national team is is uh, is not accurate because it's not a far fetched idea. He could be picked for the next, you know. Yeah, there's no uh, one else in Italy scoring goals. That's a fair oh, so. oh, Come on now, come on now. Zaniolo, Nicola Zaniolo. He's, he's 22, 23 now. He's getting gone. older. Getting older. He's a great harsh. He's get, He's a great player. Harsh, harsh, harsh. All right. Uh, Basha, did, the, the coach that you mentioned earlier, the mentor for all mate, Volpato, mentioned that uh, Graham Arnold's been trying to call him up, posting up a few little, you know... Come play for me, please. So they're trying, so that's nice. Maybe maybe if our coach was more charismatic, say an Ange Postacoglu, Volpato yeah. would respond, which brings me to my okay. third burning yeah. question. Oh, the segues are on fire. Damo, you are last one up. Ange Postacoglu has been rumoured to be uh, a man of interest for various Premier League clubs. I'm not sure exactly which ones, but you know his, his name has been linked. When slash if do you think Ange Postecoglou will coach in a big five league, Damo? I honestly, I honestly don't think it'll be within the next five years. Oh, I think if he keeps winning titles at Celtic, keeps them in the Champions League, I genuinely think he wants to do something big with Celtic. Okay, and I think that has to be the that's obviously the Champions League. Uh, whether that big thing uh, can happen in five years. Uh, obviously, his time as a coach is running out. He's, I think, 57 or 56 or something, something close to that anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, obviously, time's not on his side. So he will want to do the, the big five leagues one day, but at the moment, and he will because winning at Celtic and Rangers, for that matter, gets you a job in the in the top five leagues. It oh, just yeah. does because they're big clubs. Yep. Um, but I can't see it in the next five years. I genuinely think that he is 
yeah, rusted onto Celtic for the next five years at least. I like that. I like that take. I wasn't expecting it, but I like it. We did see, I think it was Stevie G take his yeah. Scottish Premiership success over to the EPL, whereupon he... And he's recently been sacked. Yes, he is now being sacked. <laughs> so you love to see that. So, regardless. This, is a, this is a slight fun fact moment, but did you know Ange Postacoglu was coached by Ferenic Puskas for yes, a short yes. period of his career? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah, and did you he's find out got today? a statue at, uh, I think it's at one of the parks there, um, near the MCG. There's a Ferenc Pushkas um, statue. Hell yeah. No way. Commemorating his time in Australia. Mm. One of the best ever footballers in the world. Absolute gun, the Pushkas Award, of course, named after Ryan him. McGray, Rob, Tim Cahill, Rob. And the, he, Ange Postacoglu openly, uh, yeah, openly... Um, makes him as one of his biggest influences yeah. on his uh, career um, other than his dad. Beautiful so I think with uh, the kind of um, inspiration that French Pushkas gives you, that uh, obviously mm-hmm. the sky's the limit for Ange Postacoglu. Wonderful. Alrighty, we're going to finish up the show shortly. But as I mentioned at the top here, we've got to finish off our Socceroos predictions ourselves. We've done our forward line. We've done our midfield. I think we all know that Matty Ryan's going to be the goalkeeper. So there's no point doing that. But the back line is up for debate. Alrighty. This is probably the most injury-affected area of the Socceroos team yeah. right now. Mm. Lots of question marks, lots of ifs, buts, and maybes. Oh, dude. <laughs> I mentioned this like two days ago. Actually, you mentioned it today. I did? Oh, crap. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Well, I can't blame you then. Uh, Andy, I'll throw to you first because you're normally more prepared. Give me your back four, your starting back four for the Socceroos come World Cup time yep. and a backup fullback and a backup centre back on the bench. All righty, righty roo. Okay, so I have got all righty roo, righty roo, and fuck you, Nick. I brought this up yesterday. <laughs> Ouch, bang. All right. You know, it's so FIFA link is. Uh, I type in so FIFA, it automatically comes up with the Australian players only, not like the whole search bar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's good, bro. <laughs> all right, we're good to go. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I have got for my centre back, or one of them, um, I've got Trent Sainsbury. I feel like it's hard to leave him out. You know, he's uh, he's experienced. He's been in the national team for, for quite a while now. Um, he's also been training with Melbourne City lately. So you know, what more could you want for a you know for a preparation than that? Yeah, to play a minute for City though this season. Well, he's not uh, not on our list. He's, he's training. Just training with. He's training. Yeah, just training with the squad oh, at the okay. moment. So we not wait. So he's training with you with the team, but he doesn't actually play for you. Correct. No, that's very confusing. He plays for a team in Qatar. Ah, oh, right. I see. Okay, now I get. But you. I'm not sure if their league is going on because of the the World Cup. Ah, oh, Wakra. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, I think uh, you know it's hard to leave him out. Some some people say he's a bit a bit too casual, but I don't know. I think he he still provides. Uh, a great option there at uh, centre-back. So I've got Sainsbury in there. Um, next up, I've got uh, Nathaniel Atkinson. I've got him at right back. Uh, he's, a, he's a gun. I might might be biased, you know, watching him rise through the ranks at, at Melbourne City over the last couple of years. But I just think, um, you know, he's he's made a great move over to, um, to Scotland. Is it Hearts? 
he's playing for, I think. Yep. Yeah. Um, he's a dynamic uh, player. He can he can also score goals. You know, he's shown that he can sort of create create chances out of nothing. So he's got. He's also under an injury cloud, though. Yes. True. True. Well, this this is my ideal uh, backline. Okay. So it might not be what's realistic. So that one might be uh, an asterisk next to that. But uh, if yeah, if he's fit, I've got him in there. Um, on the left back, I've got Aziz Bayich. You know, another another national team regular. Hopefully, provide that stability back there. And then uh, my other centre back, I was a bit stuck on this one. Um, so I'm thinking maybe a, a Thomas Deng for for a bit of youth. Um, he played for the um, the Oli Roos, you know, of the Olympics, and um, seemed pretty good there. Pretty versatile player by the looks of it. So you could possibly, yeah, possibly throw him out wide as well, um, not just in the centre. So yeah, that's that's probably my back four at the moment. But um, as as you guys said, we're, there's a few injuries at the moment, so probably not going to look like that come World Cup time. But um, yeah, that's that's who I've got. We could. And strong shot, strong shot, and, and your two subs there, Gibson. Ah, yes, the subs. So I've got Harry Sutar in there, but I know he's uh, obviously under injury cloud, or he's just returned from an. ACL. He's under an injury storm, mate. Injury it's a storm. Yeah. Category three cyclone. True. So he's probably probably going to be a bit too raw. You think come World Cup time? You know, I think he's only just come back, hasn't he, from yeah from his ACL. Yeah. So that one time might be his enemy, unfortunately. Um, but my other sub, I've got uh, Jordan Boss. So um, yes. out of nowhere, you probably wouldn't have picked him uh, before the A League season started. But I just feel like he's uh, really um, come out of his shell this season, and he's having a breakout year. I think he's definitely destined for Europe at some point in the in the pretty near future. And uh, yeah, he's just showed that he's um, he's got what it takes. I think to maybe come off the bench late and. Uh, make a strong impact to the team. You know, he's he's got speed. Um, he's he's agile, explosive sort of player. So, I would love to see him uh, included in Graham Arnold's uh, squad. Your beauty, I like it. Alrighty, <laughs> strong options there from Andy Gibbo Gibson. Mm. Sutar on the bench though. Oof. Yeah. Demo. Mm. Run me through yours. Surely Sutar start. Yeah. For me, Suter starts. You gotta chuck him in, he's our best defender by a mile, even if he's on one leg. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's got a faith in the giraffe. Yeah, the faith in the giraffe. And then at left back I'll probably start with Bayhage Bayage as well. Uh he's playing pretty well for Dundee United. He started off poorly, but he's come into some form lately from what I can tell. He's come into some He's coming to some oh, yeah. He scored two goals on the trot um, at one stage, and uh, Dundee have sort of turned a little bit of a, a corner after a yeah. quite terrible start to the season. Um, and I think he's been a part of that uh, rebuild to their uh, change in fortunes. But next to him, I'd have, yep, Suter, and then Sainsbury starts as well. Obviously, one of our most experienced players, and someone who just loves pulling on the, the green and gold jersey and just pause I think it was after, I can't remember the game, but he starts tearing up um, in a post-game interview about how much he uh, 
he just loves pulling on the uh, green and gold jersey and mm-hmm. and it just shows how much it means to him. So you just want that kind of uh, player in your in your team. Um, and then on right at right back, I would yeah, have to go with uh, Karacic. A, fra- a favourite of Graham? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he is, and it's no wonder he's starting mostly every week in Brescia? Serie B. Is so, a Brescia? Uh, yeah, yeah, Brescia. So, obviously, someone who's playing at a quite higher level, um, probably higher than I'd probably put it than the uh, the Scottish Premiership, but. That's another debate for another day, and uh, I think um, yeah he offers probably a little bit more defensive uh, uh, solid solidness, I suppose, <laughs> to the back four yeah. solidness <laughs> than, uh, yeah. than than someone like a an Atkinson who I think is a bit more of a right wing back. Uh, so, and then uh, are we are we saying keepers as well? No, no, I think we all we all know it's Matty Ryan. It's got to be Matty. It's, it's all going to be Matty Ryan, isn't yeah. it? And then, uh, yeah, two subs. <coughs> Excuse me. Probably go... I'm thinking... Um, yeah, a ding. Nice. And... It's, it's a tough one, I think. Uh, because you probably put ding either at right back or centre back. And then... Yeah, yeah. Probably go. I don't really like Degenek, so I might have to go right. Right? Oh shit, Bailey Wright. Bailey Wright. <laughs> I, I thought you were gonna go like. I thought I'm gonna go right to someone, but no, you got yeah, Bailey Wright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bailey Wright. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I had a massive cut out there. Yeah, no, nah, it wasn't. He's, he's he's nailed it. We're just all stupid. <laughs> Yeah, no, Bailey Wright's a solid yeah. performer. I think he was playing in those friendlies against New Zealand recently alongside Rolls. Yeah, and now you started against Peru. Yeah, no shit. Good call. You yeah. Did. A fair few right back Dignity? options, actually. No, right and Rowles. Kai Rowles. Is it Kai Rowles? Yeah, Kai yeah, Rowles. Yeah, see, if if Rolls is is fit, I'm taking Rolls over, over Sainsbury. Okay. Interesting. Mm. Okay. Uh, I probably should have yeah. mentioned that. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, with all the injury clouds we're under, yeah, it's it's really hard. I like it. That's a that's a strong, versatile de- defensive core there, bud. Not yeah. bad at all. I think so too. Uh, yeah. Not bad at all. No one has okay. So and roles. There's that asterisk. Like I'm taking roles if he's yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Nick, are you ready yet, or should I go in? I am ready. Oh, lay it on us, brother. What's your rock solid back four going to be for the uh, the Qatar World Cup? Rock solid back four. They can definitely get us a sweaty, a few sweaty one nil losses against France and Denmark. Um, here we go. Left back. I'll go for the old reliable, as is Bayic. He's good up and down the wing backs. Um, he's good, solid defensively. He's doesn't doesn't let too many go through. He's getting good form with Dundee United as discussed. <laughs> Centre backs. Gonna go for the one and only Harry Suter. Yep, the giraffe. The big, the big giraffe. You know, um, you know. Honestly, could even play the back one. Just Harry, <laughs> Harry, and just hope all the other teams play small, and he'll 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 save us. Um, with Harry in the center of defense, gonna go with Digenek. Interesting. Milos Digenek. I can now provide 
some good stability in the back line there. Um, also, I said it just to be a little bit different, so yeah. I don't have too much research. No, I rate it. I rate um, it. I like the swerve. He's playing a lot of the MLS right now. He's playing a lot of minutes. He's a good shout. For right back, right back was the one position I had difficulty deciding between. If you go for what's worked in the past, if you go for a bit more attacking flair, mm. and for me, I've got to go with a more reliable choice and use the attacking flair in the defensive substitutes. I've got to go for Josh Risdon. Oh! <laughs> right he, he, he's playing himself into form with Western United. His team just conceded four um, goals, of course. Could be a smoky. Could I think he's more of a smoky. I think he's in the lineup, and I reckon um, he can use guys like Nathaniel Atkinson um, to impact games, um, get some run down. Andy reckons Geordie Boss. I think as City fans, you want to think that, but I think it's uh, not his time yet. Uh, I could see um, Scott Jefferson. Jamo in the in the World Cup. Nah, he's, he's, he's baiting me. Taking, he's he's taking fucking... the piss now. <laughs> Bloody hell, mate! Interesting, 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 interesting. Um, is he just rolling through so FIFA? <laughs> yeah, he's just rolling through so FIFA. Can you give me two subs before um before you run through the entirety of Australia's potential defensive <laughs> options? Yeah, but no, I can Thomas Dang to shout. Um, you know he's he, he's captain of the he has been is he currently or has. Uh, the captain of the Oli Roos. Um, yeah, he was. Good, 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 good sturdiness in the back. Recently line. promoted in Japan as well. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna write yeah. down Deng as one of your defensive uh, substitutes. Can you give me one more name? Yeah. Uh that name was Atkinson. Uh, Atkinson. All right. Yeah. Uh, beautiful. I, I like it. Perfect. I'm just gonna rattle. Since, uh, since he was neck and neck with Brisbane, um, I, I chose to put Atkinson on the bench because he will provide yeah. more run late in yeah. the game, whereas Brisbane can. Uh, do the dirty work in the first half and first sixty to seventy minutes. I like it. I like the. I like the way you're thinking, Nick. I like it. A little bit different. A little bit creative. Good shit. Okay, I'm gonna rattle mine off before we wrap things up here, boys. Uh, my right back. I'm gonna go with Karacic. Yeah, a little bit of bias there, maybe. Maybe. Not at all. He's also a gun. He's a good player. Um, yeah, playing for Russia. Good stuff. My centre back pairing. You've got to put Harry Suter in there. Absolute superstar, love him. I've got him alongside Thomas Deng. I think Deng's versatility works really well with Sutar's big, like, you know, he's big boy, big physicality. Deng can play right back or centre back. He's got a bit of pace about him. I think they work well together. So that's going to be my starting centre back pairing. And just for the sake of a swerve, I've got Jason Davidson starting left back Ooh. ahead of Bayich. Interesting, ahead of Bayich. Okay. Jason Davidson okay. has played the most minutes of any Socceroos uh, well. potential candidate so far this season. He's racking it up. I forget. Oh, yeah, in Belgium. I think he may have... Yeah, I think he might have left to get a little bit more exposure. Yeah, it's working. So It's, doing it's well working over there in uh, the Belgian... Premier League, Belgian Premier League? Pro League, the Belgian Pro League, yeah, there we go. And then uh, on the bench, I will have Rolls there, just, you know, to bring him on if we need a bit of solidarity, a little bit of uh, strength. And High cheesy Rolls. Yes, indeed. And I've got my my smoky, uh, Gabe Clerk, I've got on the bench as well. Cheers. 
Oh, that's a real oh, smoky. Fill us in. Oh, he's, he's, he's playing fucking superbly in the best defense in the league so two, far. Two assists. Yep, two assists. He can he can defend well. He can attack well. And I just want it to be a little bit funny, a little bit fun. Uh, I think he's also a fucking good player, to be fair. Um, he's yeah. doing well. But I doubt he'll get in ahead of, you know, Karacic, Atkinson, even a guy like Josh Risden, maybe Thomas Deng. Degenek has played right back before as well. Ryan, Ryan Grant. Grant's not Ryan, a, not Ryan even Grant. a slight chance, mate. Yeah. Zero chance Ryan Grant has a game. Yeah. But Was Ryan Grant in the Peru game? Um, no. no, he wasn't. Atkinson started yeah. in Beige. Beige and Atkinson started. Ah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. And he, obviously Beige. Like, love him. But, um... <laughs> fuck it let's give Jason Davidson a shout and with that I think we'll uh, we'll wrap it up here boys it's been an absolute pleasure yeah. thank you all for joining me anyone got any parting gifts to give me um not really no just to take <laughs> care of your ankles when walking around your garden uh, watch out for bees don't wear yellow yeah. socks I'd like to and say... uh, take lots of claritine it's that time of year wise words I'd like to say shout out to the Keep Up YouTube channel for uh, making sure um, saving my time and turning 90 minute games to 2 minute 30 minute games. Um, Genius. Uh, I, hope, I hope no one takes that as an indictment on the quality of this podcast because we're an exceptional squad. Yeah, no, this was a banging episode. And uh, yeah, you can catch us on all good podcast players. I'm pretty sure we got accepted into Apple Podcasts the other day, so that's nice. Uh, Spotify. Thank you, Tim. Obviously. <laughs> Good stuff. Google Podcasts as well. Check out the Instagram, all that crap. Spotify. And uh, yeah, this has been the Four Man Wall. Thank you all. See yous. Joshua Soterio, absolute star boy. The star boy. Yeah, he, he's got a weekend. Be a big... Star boy. Yeah. <laughs> weekend. Um. Well, yeah, I suppose on the weekend, yeah. Uh, but no, the artist the weekend <laughs> yeah, yeah, know, has a song called I, Star I, I Boy. I know. All right. Okay. Good. <laughs> Jokes are the best when you have to explain them. Yeah. I know. Fuck off. <laughs> anyway. <laughs>